We're talking today about faith as our foundation. This is the illustration here. So it's all pre-drilled, I think. I feel like I'm doing an ad for Ryobi tools. <laughs> like on TVSN or something. So that, that works. Faith is their foundation. And faith is one of those words, isn't it, that has that, um, been, I guess, sort of overused in many ways. It's, uh, you can have faith in anything. These you can, People say that it's just a casual, flippant comment. You can have faith in your family. You can have faith in your, your doctor or your surgeon or, or your accountant. You can have faith in the tyres on your car or your seatbelts. And it's, it's sort of one of these flippant words that we've, it's become everything and then become nothing. It's, it's kind of lost its value. But I've chosen four ways today in which in faith can, um, the ways that faith can be our foundation of our life. Three of those things are good ways and one's not. Now we've, we've put this foundation here as an illustration, it works really well, doesn't it? It works like we're going to build this little house here under construction. But in reality, if we were to build our house with a foundation of wood, it would never get past the council's plans, would it? It would never get off the ground. It would never, never be approved. The plans would not be approved. Do you know, though, that everyone, everyone builds their life on something? Whether they're a Christian or not, whether you have a strong faith or not, you will build your life on something. There'll be some kind of values, there'll be some kind of belief system. We all build our lives on something. Whether you're a Christian or not. And that value system will underpin your life. Yeah, it might be just the casual ones like um, do to others as you have, as you would to yourself, you know, that, and that in the world it sort of comes with an attachment, you do to others as long as they don't rip you off and then you can rip them off and that's fine, that's okay. Not a good value system but it's a value system. White lies are okay, providing they're small and you can benefit from it then why not? It's a value system. Friends are friends, if providing they do the right thing by you. And if they don't, we'll cut them off and we don't talk to them again. It's a value system. Everyone has a belief or a, something that is a foundation in their life, whether it's right or not. Some will worship their house, some will worship their car, some will worship their money, their hobbies, their sport. Others might worship their spouse or their children. And all of that, some, some might put their faith in the new, a new government will fix everything. That, that'll fix it. All of that stuff, all of that foundational stuff, values in our life, are like building a foundation out of wood. It's not strong enough. It'll always let us down. And we are eternal beings. We are made to worship something. And if that ain't Christ, 
It will be something else. In 1 Corinthians 3, 10 to 15, Paul says this, By the grace God has given me, I laid a foundation as an expert builder, and someone else is building on it. But each one should be careful how he builds, for no one can lay a foundation other than that which is already laid, which is Jesus Christ. If a man builds on this foundation using gold, silver, costly stones, wood, hay or straw, his work will be shown for what it is. Because the day, capital D, what is the day? The day will bring it to light. It will be revealed by fire and fire will test the quality of each man's work. If what he built survives, then he will receive his reward. If it is burned up, he will suffer loss. He himself will be saved, but only as one escaping the flames. So here this, this day, this, this passage talks about the day, this capital D, day. And if you like, it's, it's a sort of a, a judgment day. And those of us that are believers in Christ, those of us who have faith in him, will meet him on this day face to face. And our Lord who sees everything will, will see every motive of our heart, every thought, every action we've ever done. Everything we've not done in the name of God, he will see. And on that day where we meet him face to face, his gaze will be like, that, like a refining fire that will see through and see everything. Not a destructive one. Not the destructive one that burns everything up, a refining fire that, that um, purifies. This is not talking about the, the fires of hell. That's another judgment day for it, and then, so I'm not going to get down that road because I'll get off track, but that's another day for a different, ju- a judgment, different judgment. This is the day where everything we've said, done or believed in the name of Christ will be sort of weighed in the scales. What did you do in your faith for him? And those of us that took our calling seriously and our faith seriously will be displayed as a sort of gold and silver. It's a metaphor. That a, a thing that is not destroyed by the fire. A thing that's left over. But those in their faith that were a bit sleepy, a bit, bit not serious in their faith and that they didn't attempt anything in the name of Christ. And they didn't build any foundation of faith. Are they off to hell? No. Clearly says they won't be. It says they'll be, they'll be saved as ones escaping the flames. In other words, they'll just have the shirt on their back. Maybe not that. It's a place where our foundation is exposed for what it truly is. And our faith is exposed for its true value. And wood is shown up for what it really is. It'll just burn. 
Having said that, I look forward to this day. It's the day I'll see Jesus face to face. And I'm not saying it's going to be comfortable, but it's going to be a good day. The process of it won't be too nice. There'll probably be some things in my life that haven't been built on the right things and will sort of burn up in, in straw. They won't be, that, won't be that pleasant, but I still look forward to it. The trick is not to hide anything from God now. If there's anything that needs to be exposed to God now, expose it now. Tell him now. Be honest with him. Jesus said there will be nothing that, is not, that will be hidden. Everything will be made known. So I'm going to leave that point. I'll come back to it. So, so wood. I've got four, four parts of our, the way we see our faith. The first one is wood. Not good as a foundation. Not useful as a foundation. It burns up. It doesn't. It has, holds no strength. It's not reliable. But time and time again in Scripture, we are told what we should place our faith on ought to be, should be, and must be on Christ, the solid rock I stand. Jesus is described as that rock, as the cornerstone, as as, um, as the living stone, other places, the stone that the builders rejected, unmoving, unshakable, an anchor point for our soul. Jesus says in, in Matthew chapter 7, verse 24, he says this, he says, Therefore, everyone who hears these words of mine, now what words? We assume that just means all of his words, which is a, it's a good thing, it's a good foundation. But what he's actually speaking about in context there, he's speaking, this is the tail end of what we know as the Sermon on the Mount. He's just been finished talking about all the Beatitudes, all the, you know, the what murder and adultery really is, all, all about the plank in your own eye, all about um, you know, the narrow gates, ask, seek and knock, all that stuff. And he's saying all these that that, um, that hears these words of mine, anyone who hears these words and puts them into practice is like the wise man who built his house on the rock. The rains came down, the streams rose, the winds blew and beat against the house and yet did not fall because it had its foundation on the rock. But everyone who hears these words of mine and does not put them into practice is like a foolish man who built his house on the sand. The rain came down and the streams rose and the winds blew and beat against that house and it fell with a great crash. You have to, he talks about streams rising, you have to think about the guys in northern Queensland at the moment, don't you? You see, building a foundation is all about preparing for the worst. Jesus didn't say, if the storm comes, he said when it comes. He didn't say the storms will come to one house and leave the other one alone. He says the storm came to both houses. Taipei 101 in Taiwan. It is now the second largest, second tallest building on earth because the one in Dubai beat it. And so the, the architect of that building 
thought, I'm going to build the, at the time, it was the largest building on earth, tallest building on earth, so I'm going to put it in an earthquake zone. <laughs> and a place where it gets hit by powerful typhoons. I'm going to put a, the tallest building in the world there. But it's been built to survive the worst. It's got actually one of these big pendulum setups in there, inside the building. It's got these huge balls supported by these things and it allows it to wobble around. So it works like a bit like a water tank up there. So when it sways one way, it goes the other. Yeah. It's been engineered to cope with earthquakes. It's been engineered to cope with the worst. Jesus gives us this challenge. He says, is your faith built on the rock that can't be moved? Will it cope when life's storms come along? When the earthquakes come? You know, in 2001, no one, none of us figured out that there'd be two crazy guys that would fly planes into the World Trade Centre in New York. I remember watching it on TV like watching a movie. But the worst happened. Five years later, I got the chance to go there uh, and I saw Ground Zero. And in this busy, loud city of, that is Manhattan, in, in Ground Zero, when you st stand there looking through the fence, it's eerily quiet. And there was still damage on some of the neighbouring buildings. And the thing that struck me there, they had cleaned everything up by then, this is five years later, Everything was cleaned and tidied up and repaired. The foundations were repaired, they had to, because the, the subway went right through the middle. And the thing that struck me when I looked at this is that all that's left of this building is the foundation. Isn't sometimes life like that? When the wind and the storms and the rains come, all that's left is the foundation. The, the building might fall over, but... What's in the foundation stays. Yeah, most American houses are like that. They have everyone builds a basement over there, don't they? And when the, the tornado comes, you run to the basement. And the house might blow away from the top, but the, the foundation stays strong. And that's where you'll save your life. So our foundation can be wood. Bad idea. It can be and ought to be and should be built on the rock that is Christ. But the third thing, the thing that our faith is sometimes feels like it's made of, and I actually wanted to twist Cam's arm if we could get a couple of decking timbers in here that were made of sort of perspex or something. Completely see-through because sometimes it feels like you're standing on nothing. Doesn't it? Have you been to the Eureka Sky Deck in Melbourne? Where they, they my kids have done it, but I haven't. My legs go to jelly. Um, they push out on this thing, and, it, and then it, the floor disappears, and you're just looking straight through down the bottom, walking on nothing. Do you remember Indiana Jones when he walked? It's an old movie now. On the Last Crusade, when he he got to that last test, he had to pass this test that would. Um, would get to where the Holy Grail is. And there was this huge chasm there and there was no way to cross it and the test was a leap of faith. So he, 
he puts one hand on his heart, closes his eyes and just goes and hopes his best. And when he makes that first step, it reveals this, imaginary, uh, this, this invisible pathway that you couldn't see before. Sometimes faith feels like that, doesn't it? How many times in my life has faith felt like that? When, to, when God asks you to do something a bit scary, a bit unknown. I've had times like that in my business. Well, I could tell you another story that would go on too long, but um, I've had times like that in the church. When God challenges you and asks you to do something like this, like preaching, it's really scary. It feels like you're stepping on nothing. You know, we, we base this entire preaching series for the whole year. We're basing this on 2 Peter. If there's ever a guy that knows what it is to have your faith feel like it's on nothing, it's the guy that sat in the boat and said, Jesus, if that is you, call me out with you. And he said, come, come out and just walk on this stuff called water. He knows what it's like to have your faith feel like it's on nothing. What's God calling you into? What's he calling you out to walk upon? What, does it scare you a bit? Does it feel like you're standing on nothing? It'll be in those times that we make our excuses. It'll be those times we say, Lord, I don't have the money, I don't have time, I don't have the patience, I don't have the training. We make all these excuses. Perhaps it's time we start remembering our what our foundation is truly built on and trust God's words even when we can't see his plan. So our faith can be built on wood. Bad idea. It burns up, it's not strong enough. It must be built on rock that is Christ. Sometimes it feels like our faith is built on nothing. But there is a fourth way we can see our faith. And it's the one that Jesus talks about. And you might be someone who thinks, oh, I can't achieve much for Christ. I'm not a good speaker. I'm not, I'm not much of a leader. I'm not a prayer. I'm not more excuses. But Jesus said this. In Matthew 17, verse 20, he said, I tell you the truth, if you have faith, faith like a mustard seed, you can say to this mountain, now which mountain is he talking about? I've heard theologians say, you know, people with more brains than faith sometimes, not all of them, but some of them will say, well, he was talking about the mountain of unforgiveness or something. He's not, Jesus isn't talking in parables here, he's talking in literal terms. Which mountain? No one asked the question because he just come off one. He just walked down off the mountain of transfiguration where he met with Elijah and Moses. He just walked off the thing. Which mountain is he talking about? He, he would have just pointed. That one. You could say to that mountain, move and shift to there if you had faith of a mustard seed. Move yourself from here to there, you could say to the mountain, and nothing will be impossible for you. When was the last time you prayed like that? 
When was the last time we exercised that kind of faith? We need Christians like that. Christians with the faith of a mustard seed that starts small and ends up one of the largest plants in the garden. In Hebrews 11, it's called the Great Faith Chapter. There's one guy there gets a mention more than most. His name is Abraham. And it says, by faith, Abraham is by faith, by faith, by faith. Um, and Abraham, if you, if you read, there's an account in Genesis where he says, God saw Abraham, he, this comment says, Abraham believed God and God credited it to him as righteousness. Now, Abraham's a, a great bloke, he was a great man, but not always that righteous. He did some pretty dumb things. And his wife said, well, why don't you just you know, sleep with my servant and make, make a family there? And he goes, okay. You know, he's not, he wasn't perfect, and yet God saw he believed God and credited it to him as righteousness. Now, the other day I, I paid, my, paid my bills like I pay every month, my many, many bills that come across my, my drawer. Um, and this particular bill, this invoice came through and I paid it. It was, it, was on, it was before time, it was before the due date. A few days later I get a call from the company and they leave a message on my phone. And you know how you, they say, oh, Peter, can you just call us back? It's in regards to your account. And I'm getting ready for a fight, you know. I'm getting ready to ring him back and let him have it. I paid this account, you know, on time. So I called them back and they say, yes, Mr. Telford, I just wanted to let you know you've paid this invoice twice. <laughs> okay. So can we have your bank details so we can pay you back? Um, what had happened is, they, you know, they email invoices now and they, they sent a paper copy through the mail as well and one got there later and I, I didn't think, it's not a huge amount, so I thought I needed to pay that and I paid it. I said, look, just what, leave it there because I'm bound to buy something else from you. It can just stay there as a credit on my account. So the next time I go there, I can buy something to that value and it, it'll feel like it's free. <laughs> that is what God saw in Abraham. He just believed God. God had just finished telling him that his, his descendants will be numbering more than the stars. And by faith, Abraham just believed him and God said, okay, I see that belief. I'm going to credit your account. What account are we talking about? If we go back to that day we were talking about before, where, where Jesus has that day and we all meet him on that day and he is, the fire shows everything we've done for what it's worth. I don't know quite know how that's going to work, but when Abraham gets there, there's going to be a balance on his account. You ever wonder what exactly Jesus is looking for? We, we use metaphors like gold and silver and Paul used that and hay and straw and they're all metaphors. Do you ever wonder exactly what the substance is that Jesus is looking for on that day? He's looking for faith. And he's still looking for faith. 
John Barrow said last year, when he quoted that verse, sorry, not last year, last week. Last week, memory's not that good. He quoted that verse where Jesus said, um, when the Son of Man returns, will he find faith on the earth? Now that tells me that he's going to be looking for it. How do we stack up with that? Will he find faith? Because if he does, he will see your faith and it will be credited to your account. This is what Jesus meant when he said, don't store up treasures for yourself in, on earth where, where moth and rust can destroy everything. Store it in heaven where it will be credited to your account. Let's pray. Lord, today we ask ourselves what our faith is built on. Is it on wood or something that doesn't last and it's empty and weak? Is it on Christ the solid rock? Is it in that stage of our faith where you're calling us to something scary? Or is it faith like a mustard seed that's small enough, big enough? Lord, I pray that right at this moment you may gaze into our lives, into our hearts and, and, and weigh us up for what our life is. Is there something on our account? Lord, if there's not something on our account, Lord, Will you change that in us? Will you, will you grow faith in us? So that on that day, that day when we meet you, we won't come empty-handed. We will come with, with treasure, with substance. We will come with faith. Lord, we want to tell you we look forward to that day where we see you. And until that happens, I pray that you help us to be men and women who live by faith as their foundation. In your great name. Amen.